Good morning. It's a brand new day. It's a brand new day. It's a brand new day. Mm-hmm. It's a brand new day. It's a brand new day. Thank you, God, that this is the day that you have made. Fill us with your truth by the power of your spirit today. We give you all the glory and praise forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Kathleen Carnally here. I am so excited to get back into the scriptures with you today. We are picking it up in James chapter 2, starting in verse 10. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. I'm going to stop right there because I know there's many people who are going to read this and think, wow, that sounds pretty harsh. But let's stop for a moment and think about this logically. Let's say that a man gets caught for rape, for example, and then he says to the judge as an excuse, well, you know, I never murdered anybody. I didn't lie about this. I didn't steal anything. And then he expects to have his punishment wavered because of the rules that he didn't break. Well, it would be an evil judge, not a righteous one, to let him go free with no penalty for the rape that he committed. How much more righteous and just is our God? Verse 11 says, For he that said, Do not commit adultery, said also, Do not kill. Now if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. The point is, doing a good deed over here does not negate the crime that was committed here. Think of the law as a long piece of string or a cord held tight, and the commandments or the rules of that law are all along that cord. And let's say you've kept pretty much all of them except this one over here. And when that one is cut, the whole cord is broken. Maybe you broke a few of these spots. Cut, cut, cut. And you have lots of pieces of cord. The point is, is when you break it at one place or many places, regardless, the cord or law is still broken. This is why Jesus was cut for us. He was broken for us to pay the penalty for every point in that law. And now with our new covenant, the covenant of his blood, that old cord or law, it is finished. And we are given a new law, the law of liberty. Verse 12 says, So speak ye, And so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. So what is this law of liberty? It's the freedom we now have in Christ. Jesus explains this type of liberty in John chapter 8, starting in verse 31, to the Jews that believed yet didn't think that they had need for this type of freedom. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, 
Then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And they answered him and said, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, you shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the Son abideth forever. If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Wow, so Jesus makes it clear that anyone who has sinned has become a servant to sin. So therefore, we all need to be set free from this, both Jew and Gentile, because all have sinned and fallen short of his glory. You know, the law and sin go hand in hand. And now, because of what Christ did, we don't have to be in bondage to that old law anymore. Jesus fulfilled it, freed us from it, and now we can live in that freedom from sin that kept us bound because of the penalty of it. Romans 8.21 says, Because the creature itself, speaking of a person, also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. There's that liberty again. And Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 tells us that we must stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. This is why James chapter 2 and verse 12 tells us to speak and to do in this way and according to this liberty. There is a personal responsibility here. And verse 13 says, For he shall have judgment without mercy that hath showed no mercy. So what is this saying? It's telling us that we can't live in this freedom that's been given to us by the pure mercies of God and then not extend mercy to others. When we choose not to forgive, we bring ourselves back into bondage. And remember, when we forgive, we're not saying that what was done is okay or right. Just like Jesus never said that our sin was okay either. Hence the price that had to be paid. So let God be their judge. Don't go back under that old law. In the law of liberty, mercy rejoiceth against judgment. So like the word says, stand fast in this liberty. Use it for good and walk in the light of it. Never think that this freedom is for sin, but it is freedom from it. Galatians 5.13 says, Brethren, for you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. So this liberty is not to indulge the flesh, but to deny it, to live out the law of love, to love God first above all else and to love our neighbor as ourself. Just like we learned last week about the royal law and how on the two great commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Thank God for this perfect law of liberty. Thank God that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And may his spirit have his way in us. James 1.25 says, But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, 
He being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. The perfect law of liberty. May we continue therein, not forgetting what we heard today, but being a doer and live out his law of love. I love you guys. We will pick up right here where we left off next week. Same time, same place. Remember, you can study with me every Wednesday. and We will tune into God's word together. Be prepared to live like you've